0: Hear ye, hear ye. It's time for the Sports King Show on 106.1 ESPN. The show with scores, interviews, the hottest topics, and the biggest sports stories of the day. It's the show where you'll hear from the players that make the plays, as well as the key coaches and personnel who make it happen. All of this and live phone calls from you, the Sports King Nation. Now, direct from his castle, located in an undisclosed location in the capital city of Richmond, Virginia, let's welcome to the throne, His Highness, Jamie King, the Sports King. Yeah! Wednesday, December. The real American, uh, what's more apple pie than the sports king and the Sandman on a Wednesday morning? Two real Americans. And uh, I know, uh, I love what you're doing, Alan, every day. And let me say this, folks. I know, I know James Harden talk aside. He doesn't score from outside. That I know of. But this guy behind the keyboard, the big smile, the beard which of course his brother shapes up his mother who of course uh makes sure that he does it the right way all the time this guy's magnificent
1: about to get on my devito i'm moving back in i'm going home
0: he's going to his devito move back in like tommy d and get some cold cuts from mom by the way uh how would that work if you said hey mom i'm coming back and uh, get the cold cuts ready let's roll
1: I would permanent I would be permanently based in this studio, trust me. I can't go back. Can't go back, huh? No, my, my mom my mom did her she did her bid. She did eighteen years with me. She's not letting me back in. <laughs> but you know
0: from an economy standpoint, sometimes the kids uh, of all ages have to go back sometime if there's a misstep. Uh,
1: but you know, it happens.
0: It's you know, sometimes happens. <laughs>
1: I, I can't go back. I'm sorry.
0: You stuck well, with me, Jamie? I am stuck with you. And, folks, you're stuck with him. And we're happy to be stuck with him. He is the Sandman, Alan Sandish. And, folks, what a day, Wednesday. we got so much going on here behind the scenes. And it is exciting to be with you on this Wednesday. And we are steamrolling towards Christmas, of course. Uh, still wondering what Big Al is getting us. Uh, you know, the guy that has everything. And uh, hopefully this year he does something Super nice for us. Tell big Al, by the way, cash is always king, and uh, we know that. I'm always king as well, so you know that as well. Hey, folks, it's phone good to lines be the open. King. <laughs> Go ahead again with that. It's good to be the king. It is good to be the king, and folks. Here's the deal. Uh, yesterday, phone lines just exploding. Alan felt like a, uh, of course, an operator at a uh, telethon yesterday. Great things happening, folks. All of you, and uh, so many things coming our way. Uh, some of you want your own play up music. Some of you want to be identified by the city you're calling about or calling from. Like we got Leaf uh, Philadelphia. So, Philadelphia Leaf or uh, uh, Commodore. No, actually, he's a 49er fan. 49er Drew, who poses as Lamar. And we know, you know, we've got so many guys out there. Roger, of course, the long suffering commanders fan and um, so we've got a lot of that going on this week a ton uh, moving towards the playoffs but I love the fact that the listeners are wanting their own identity more work for you but I love giving them their own either play up music or their own nicknames and we can maybe of course uh, get big out to give us some money for the extra budget to get that done I
1: don't, I don't know about Roger man I, I feel like yesterday we got off to the wrong foot I, I felt threatened no, Roger has nothing but love for you. Uh, that's the way Roger is now.
0: Roger is. How can I describe Roger? Uh, there you go. See, Lamar's already. I mean, sorry, Drew's already into it. But Roger, how can I explain Roger? Uh, he's all in on the Redskins, but he's more forgiving than I am as far as what's going on. He sees some light at the end of the tunnel. I just see darkness. I see no light at the end of the tunnel. So until Riverboat Ron exits and we wipe the slate clean. And if they, Josh Harris can invite me up, Mitchell Rails, I'd love to sit down with him, maybe do some lunch. Maybe, Alan, you can fix this up. I'll sit down with him and, in less than half a day, get up on the whiteboard, and I can go through it and tell him what's wrong, how we can fix it, and get this once-proud organization back on track. Can you make that happen, Alan?
1: I don't, I don't know, as the um, sports director for the official station for the Dallas Cowboys, that I would be able to get an audience with the mean- Washington Commanders owner. I should do
0: something where a buzzer hits you or a shock or something whenever you mention that on my show. I don't mind you mention it on other shows, but it's almost like uh, if you were in a Civil War and you're on the North and then you're promoting the South, uh, something wrong with this. I mean, I mean it's
1: like I'm paid to do this. I don't I don't understand yeah, it either.
0: It hurts. And then they're playing well. That hurts more. And then I got to listen to all the DAC talk
1: and how they're going to the Super Bowl and all this I got a I, question, Jamie, before we start, though. Sure, this, and this sure, is, go this ahead. This is spur of the moment. I'm here for you, so go ahead. Go spur ahead. of the moment. It popped up in my head. Sure. Um, I understand how you guys feel about Eric bien me, but does the way the Kansas City Chiefs offense look without him say anything about what he might have been to that franchise? Because I remember there was a long stretch where people thought it was Andy Reid making the play calls all the time. Everything was Andy, Andy, Andy. And they would be fine without Eric B. But it's kind of the elephant in the room. Like, something's off. And it's not just that the receivers keep dropping passes. They look out of sorts. Does Eric B. not get enough credit? Um, uh,
0: Yeah, I think he helped Andy Reid. I don't think he was the sole play caller. I think Reid was there for that. And I think Bannami, it's almost like uh, they were in the kitchen together and bien said, said, try some paprika and maybe a little extra dash of salt, and maybe so there's no question he added to the sum total. I just don't think he was the major play caller, and right now they are struggling, but there's still elements there. You still see the Chiefs offense. What my problem is with bien is I had high expectations. Now, you can't make chicken salad out of chicken – I can't go there. But anyway, you can't do it if you don't have it. And he's coming to Washington, and we had all these high expectations. But it kind of falls very flat for me when I watch, and I'm watching very intricately in terms of what he's doing. And you lay an egg. You got 15 points. Now the Dolphins have a good defense, but they're not the monsters of the midway. You score 15 points, and your top receiver, the highest paid guy, and the focal point of your team gets zero receptions on 3 attempts. You lose me quickly and he's lost me. The numbers that they put up in some games, yeah, you see some improvement with Sam Howell, but not enough for me to say this guy has to be the next head coach. Look at the Now, if he came out and kept the team's 30 to 27, 30 to 24 and consistently every week he's on fire, I say, "Man, hand him the baton. Let's go." He hasn't done enough offensively with this team, and I'm not blaming him totally. But he is the author, the maestro of this offense. And for what we've asked for, at least to see some marginal improvement to where you say, wow, look what we got here. Sam Howe has improved, but then he's regressed. So I can't say, yeah, this guy, he's got to get the keys to the car because he can't miss. I'm not there. I think we wiped the slate clean, let bien maybe go to Chicago, take that franchise. But right now, I'm not in on B based on what I've seen. Now, he's got flashes, and we've seen some good things but not
1: near enough for what this organization needs to say he can't miss. I'm not there. How about that? Okay, okay. Just I just wanted to get clarification. I I, I know I, I, I ribbed you hard yesterday about the Cowboys thing. I just wanted to yeah. say I, I'm sorry. Very salty for
0: that and, uh, and about that. Uh, uh, you know what? The whole America's team, that's where it started with me. And I'm like, how dare they call it America's team? And then anyway, uh, just very frustrated about that. And then now they're winning. And my team is not. And so, you know, when you beat the Cowboys and you're a Redskin fan now, whatever we're calling them, and they beat the Cowboys, it makes your season. And now you look at the Cowboys and they're playing and they're really getting much better. Then you look at Kellen Moore, who was in Los Angeles, And is it Mike McCarthy? Is it Kellen Moore? Many people saying, hey, look at what Mike McCarthy's doing with Dak. It seems like he's listening a lot more to Mike McCarthy than he ever did to Kellen Moore. Your thoughts on that situation? Kellen Moore, meanwhile, has fallen flat. He's lost his quarterback. A lot of things going wrong. Mike McCarthy on the upswing. Looks like the
1: Cowboys uh, got the better of the deal. Your thoughts? Oh, yeah. I think that's plain and simple. Um, You know, again, these are professionals. I'm just giving my personal opinion on what I see, um, from a coaching standpoint, Kellen Moore does too much. He always does too much. He runs these trick plays when you don't need to run a trick play. Right. There's no real flow to his offensive game plan. And um, it, it's hard for quarterbacks who need rhythm to be successful with the offensive coordinator like that. Uh, Justin Herbert doesn't necessarily fall into that play, but the team around them does. They need rhythm. Keenan Allen needs touches. Um, Eckler needs touches and right. he, he, he's not consistent with the game plan, uh, to get these playmakers involved enough. And so they suffer. We saw that in Dallas. McCarthy has a good understanding of the team. He understands Dak. He gets Dak uh, a rhythm. He's, he's like a microwave three point shooter. You got to see the ball go in a couple times and then he's not going to miss. Dak's got to get his easy completions and he gets that rhythm and then he's really successful. And Kellen Moore could never get that right. I don't understand how or why it's in every scouting report. It's in every single game that he's ever had where he's been good, but Kellen Moore just didn't seem to get it. McCarthy does. And that's why we see Dak on the rise in, in the MVP conversation.
0: Hey, uh, can you ease up on the Dak talk? I haven't had breakfast yet. Come on, man.
1: What, just saying, what are you, hey, what are you doing you gotta here? get this guy his flowers, man. He, You saw the commercial, right? You saw the the Colon commercial? Yeah. it's a good one. Why don't you get me some rose petals so
0: I can start (laughs) throwing them at Texas Stadium? Anyway, I digress. Some headlines to speak of. Your boy, Nick Mullins, will start at quarterback for uh, the Vikings this weekend. You know Nick very well, of course, being a 49ers fan. Tricky Nicky, baby. Yeah, tricky Nicky. Your expectations for him and the Vikings this weekend.
1: I will tell you one thing. Nick's not afraid. He gonna let that thing go, and he gonna he gonna hustle. He gonna give you a hundred percent of what he has, yes. and that's why I always liked them. And you know, sometimes it's enough, and sometimes it's not. You gotta live and die by that uh, by that all or nothing sword that he has. Hey, uh, my mailman is not afraid either, but I
0: don't want him under center for my team against the Bengals. Hey, look, you
1: know we didn't want baggers under center either, and then Kurt Warner happened. So you know, you never know.
0: Do you like that? No, I don't like that at all. Anyway, don't get me started there. Uh, The Chargers, Justin Herbert is having uh, season ending surgery. That's not good for them or Kellen Moore or anybody. This could be the death knell for of course uh, their head coach, Brandon Staley. Your thoughts on that? Is this the
1: final nail? Brandon Staley should have been gone a couple years ago or whenever he botched that playoff thing. Yeah, I, I think he's done and you know, he might try to fall on this excuse that, you know, Herbert wasn't healthy. It's no, nah. that defense has been bottom third. He's a defensive coordinator. Look at the coaches who are defensive coordinators that turn to head coach. Have you ever seen somebody have such a poor defense their entire tenure? No, but like, even, even you know, we we rag on Riverboat Ron, he had some top defenses during his time in Carolina, right? Yeah, yeah, like if he can get it right at least once, come yeah. on, man. Three winning seasons out of 12. Yeah, yeah well, that, the, that's yeah, great. the overall head coaching yeah. is oh, terrible. Oh,
0: oh, oh, oh <laughs> yeah, oh, and don't forget about it, that. Meanwhile, uh, Patrick Mahomes regrets his outburst and in interaction this past weekend, and he lost his cool, and we understand why, and we still love Patrick Mahomes for all he does. Uh, the State Farm commercials, the bundling deal, all that. Uh, too much for you? I, I love it. I love to see the commercials. He and Andy Reid, I think it's great
1: for sports. Your thoughts? Lay off, Patty, man. Let the man be a competitor. We we cry when they don't care. Then we cry when they do care. Pick a side. These guys are getting paid millions. It's good to see that somebody still just wants to win because they want to freaking win. He was wrong. He doesn't need to apologize. He doesn't need to regret it. That's a human element. I like to see it. As much as I disliked him
0: for when he beat the Washington Redskins in the Super Bowl, Uh, Of course, where the Skins were the highest scoring team in NFL history, 38-9. Black Sunday, they called it. uh, Al Davis, the late Al Davis, who I really liked but didn't like on that particular day, who always said, just win, baby. I could have coached for that guy because I loved that mentality. I loved Al Davis there. I didn't like him when he coached against my team. I mean, uh, owned against my team. That bothered me. But other than that... Huge fan of what he did. Trevor Ariza, the great punter. I mean, this guy was a spectacular punter until he had rape charges uh, put up against him. They finally been dropped multiple years later. Uh, this guy had a tremendous leg and a tremendous career going until this whole rape allegation situation went. And a bunch of teammates were involved. It's finally been dropped. Do you resurrect your career after that situation? Can he come back? He should. He's super talented, but man, that's a hard scarlet letter to come back. Even though he's been found innocent, this one is going to hang on him for a while. Some people are just not going to let it go. Your thoughts on Trevor? Uh, on uh, I'm thinking Trevor on this Ariza punter that was with the Bills and of course doing great things there. He is mad at Reza, and, of course, he did some great things. He was alleged to have raped a 17-year-old girl at an off-campus party. But, the, of course, a uh, young lady finally dropped the allegations saying that Reza uh, was not uh, the culprit in this situation. Uh, they dismissed the defamation suit, and it's all done now. But uh, a career uh, hanging in the balance now. Maybe he comes back, maybe he doesn't. Should he come back? Your thoughts now that it's
1: all done? I mean, he should do what's in his best interest um, as as a person who needs to make a living. If he's a punter um, and, you know, charges were dropped, I, obviously organizations should properly vet the situation before they go all in on him. But it's a low-profile uh, position. He could, he could make it work. Like, he's not a quarterback or, you know, like Ray Rice or something like that. Um, I think he could make it work. But, again, th- those – those situations are always kind of sticky man even even though people drop charges sometimes you know if you look at testimonies and and dip yep. dispositions sometimes it's a little bit more to it that would make you not want to hire that person
0: uh, other news not so good speaking of sticky situations the miami dolphins have lost center connor williams the remainder of the season this one's huge he was anchor in the middle of that offensive line A torn acl head coach mike mcdaniel said tuesday a critical and i mean critical blow to a team still in contention for the conference's top seed. a guy that kind of manned the middle made all the line calls he suffered the injury of course in the first offensive series in that loss monday night to tennessee this one could have major effects, and I expect it too because center is a guy you just can't replace quickly. Yes, I love the next man up mentality, but this imagine the Eagles without a Jason Kelsey in the middle. You know what
1: I'm talking about here, Alan. Yeah, I love, I love trench play, and centers throughout the history of football don't get the credit they deserve. So, yeah, you don't want next man up on a center or a quarterback. Um, that's just not what we want. A question from the
0: listeners and the Sports King. What's in the cup, man? You're hitting that thing awful hard. I know it can't just be coffee. You got any uh, juice in there that we should know about to keep you going? Because you don't sleep at all. I know that. I get texts all the time. What's going on in yeah. the cup today?
1: <laughs> no, it's just it's just Yogi tea. Yeah, Yogi. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's called it's yogi, Positive man. Energy Tea, man. Yeah,
0: yeah. you and Al, uh, I wonder what's going on there in those cups. I've got an investigation that <laughs> should happen that we need to know more. Anyway, folks, here's the deal. 804-327-0888. It's the holidays, so give us a call, whatever's on your mind. What should your play-up music be, and who's your favorite team? And we're going to start trying to work to get you the credit you deserve. Look at Drew. He's already coming in. Drew wants some love, of course, for his 49ers. I guess you've already uh, gotten into his head and led him the wrong way. But anyway, I have nothing to speak of because my team has three names and we haven't figured out which one works yet. Uh, you know, it was funny the other day. I saw all of the top teams and all of their playoff history and all the teams winning records and they showed the W standpoint and they had like 20 plus playoff wins. And I thought, No, that should be zero. You have none. As your organization with that name, it's a big goose egg. The Washington Redskins, meanwhile, have three Super Bowls and everything, all the wins and all. I I don't know. I don't like how that transpired with that W getting all the credit for what they haven't done. But we have uh, Tutty the mascot, and uh, so we got that. You also got your band still. Yeah, the world's most famous band who doesn't get the – play the song that they the
1: only play. the only nfl team with the band that that should have let you know right there where you were headed
0: i mean the song hail to the redskins man after a touchdown that was frank herzog touchdown washington redskins the band played the crowd erupts come on alan man what are you
1: it's 2023 man your oh, nfl man. team grow up you don't need a band i need a band you don't need a band the cheerleaders the band come on man Hey, you know we we actually missed the story, Jamie. I meant to text you about this. Have you heard the news out of Michigan? Which news is that? Oh yeah, see, it's not about Harbaugh this time. It's about it's about our guy Juwan Howard. Oh yeah, I did hear about yeah. that uh, punch heavy, an hand, punching an assistant or punching a guy. Heavy hands, Howard.
0: That's what I'm throwing to call him. throwing hands in a practice setting with a with a weight guy
1: or something. Well, apparently, apparently, um, this involved his son. Uh, his yeah. son was at the trainers and uh, got into an argument with the trainer. Guess the strength and conditioning coach thought that uh, he was getting disrespectful. So he intervened. And then the strength and conditioning coach said, This is exactly why the program's going downhill or something like that. He made a reference to this being an indication that the program's headed in the wrong direction. And Heavy Hands Howard did what he does, you know? Well, that's the thing. I mean, sometimes when
0: you have a son playing at a college, sometimes you feel like you've got more cachet than maybe you should have, and you can say things because he's the head guy. I'm going to say things because I'm the guy too, and you're not the guy. And then you want to say some things and spout off, and then uh, trouble ensues. So that's a mess there, and I heard Howard is on his way out. You can't throw fists with somebody on the team there in terms of uh, your, whether it be your support staff or whatever. I mean, you go behind – close doors sit down and talk it out like two grown men or women or whatever it may be and work it out you don't do that you're supposed to be in a leadership position of young men hey your coach was just fighting with the trainer not a good look not the way you handle things and that is the ultimate in lack of professionalism you have to be for professional you got to remember at the end of the day the young men are looking up to you to lead them you've been there before he's been a former uh, great at college, great in the pros. Always been a guy that's above the fray. You don't want to ruin
1: your reputation now as a college coach by throwing hands against a staff member. But hmm. here's my thing: at no level has Juan Howard ever been not about that life. So I don't understand why everybody's surprised. Like, yeah, what, what did you expect? Let's hire Ron Artest next and, and get surprised when he flips out. Or Dennis Rodman? How about that? Yeah, yeah. Hey, Dennis did something wrong. Really? Anyway, uh,
0: and you know what I love? I love to see, yeah, or go behind closed doors. Uh, thank you, Lamar. Um, Marshawn Lynch. And many people say, well, you know what? Uh, he's too gangster for me. He's too this for me. And he's he's an outsider. And he's not that kind of guy that always, uh, he's not a corporate America guy. Let me tell you something. This guy, who could have been the MVP of that Super Bowl, had he, going in against the Patriots. That's another story for another day. I love more Sean Litch. He could have played for me every day of the week. And the reason is, is he left of center? Yes. Does he say things out of bounds sometimes? Yes. Sometimes does he have to be corralled a little bit? Yes. But guess what? You turn around and hand that ball to that guy, and you're getting everything you got, and then some. This guy gave you everything. And you can say, well, I didn't like this about him or that about him. Hey, let me tell you something. What I like about him, productivity, the guy gave his teammates everything he had, and he didn't come from some cornfield in Iowa. I get it. But where he came from did not define him. He had an excellent career, and to see him on these commercials, the guy's hilarious. He's a lot of fun, and I love to see what he's done, and he's kind of shaking up corporate America, so a lot of fun. Anyway, come on back after the break, and let's go ahead and start giving you your nicknames and your teams, and we'll line them up with you and your phone calls, 804-327-0888. It is a midweek edition of Sports King. We'll be right back after these messages.
1: Hey, everyone, it's JJ. You listen to my puppy. He's a sports king. Don't touch the
0: dial. My got will be right back. The same and too. Coastal Care. Welcome back, everybody. Wednesday morning on the Sports Game Show. Alan, uh, I thought you were talking about the band that won the award recently, the most dangerous band you mentioned. You got to get them in the studio and uh, let them play some music for us. It's yeah, heading towards the, the holiday. Let's
1: invite them in. I'm inviting them now. The, the folks from uh, Virginia State. Yeah, yes. I, can, I can reach out.
0: The reason... I want them in studio and I love bands, of course, but the best part is they'll be in your studio and they get to play as loud as they want and it won't affect <laughs> my studio, so that's even better.
1: Well anyway, it'll it also keep us keep us on the stream because Facebook won't let us play more than like 10 seconds of any song. so uh,
0: unbelievable. What's going on with that? <laughs> uh, of course, unbelievable. Sports King Show, coast to coast. If you want to call in 804-327-0888, give us a call. Tell us what your playoff music should be or what team you represent. We'll give these nicknames out. We've got to start getting them because things are growing uh, very fast here. We want to make sure you're along for the ride. The Mark Perrys of the world. The William Boozer's of the world. Of course, William uh, Can't get over himself these days with his love of those Cowboys. So we'll see that. Jamal Bramble. What about that name? Bramble. There was a boxer named Bramble. Remember that guy? I can't remember. Bramble. There was a great boxer named Bramble. Jags versus the injury tent. Yes, the Jags are in trouble. A lot of injuries there. Uh, Some more news to speak of, and this is really bad. Devontae Adams, after the loss, the Raiders this past weekend. And, folks, this is how bad it was offensively in this game. The Vikings and Raiders. It was zero to zero in an NFL game with one minute and fifty-seven seconds left in this game until, of course, uh, the uh, Raiders lost to the Vikings on that three, that uh, field goal, which was uh, kicked, making it three nothing. What a barn burner! Can you imagine paying good money, tailgating, waiting all day to go in to see some exciting football, and you sit through three to nothing? Uh, This was one of the worst, and I think Al Davis probably turned over in his grave because he's all about putting the ball up and scoring points and exciting fans. This one did not do it. It set the, of course, league back. But Devontae Adams said afterwards he was very upset. He's saying they played a lot of too high safeties, and uh, he said they tried to keep him away from the football. They did a good job on that. But Devontae Adams was saying, hey, you know, I'm moving past this, but I'm not happy about it. He said, "You see, plenty of teams win twenty, the you know, twenty-two nothing, but when the other team wins by three, and that's the only three they score, horrible. It looks horrible. Hopefully, we don't do this anymore." And uh, De- Devontae Adams says, "You want to be a part of history, but you never want to be a part of that type of history." The Raiders lose three to nothing at home. That's, terrible. that's terrible. That is terrible. Thanks, Chuck. So. Your phone calls 804 327 0888. We're moving towards bowl season. We got a lot of bowls to get to. And of course, Coastal Carolina, our sponsor here, of course, we love Coastal Carolina. Joe Moglia, who's done so much for our program and our station, love Joe and all he's done. And of course, Joe Moglia report heard here weekly. Um, Coastal is playing, of course, in a bowl game. We got a ton of bowl games to go through. And you think I've made you cash on the football side as far as NFL. Wait till bowl season now, and I take it to another level. Your thoughts on bowl season, some incredible matchups.
1: Yeah, we will be uh, airing a lot of play-by-play here on the station. So if you like bowl games or you're looking to listen to a bowl game, uh, we'll have a variety of games. Um, that Coastal Carolina game is on the 23rd. We will definitely be having that on as one of our sponsors as well. Uh, we're going to... I'm going to be at the uh, ODU versus Western Kentucky game. Uh, we got um, Matt Joseph from Border to Border. He's going to be at the Virginia Tech uh, game, the Military Bowl. Uh, we've had JMU on. We're going to do a lot of supporting of our Virginia teams. And, um, you know, from a gambling standpoint, I hope we're not on opposite ends, Jamie. I'm pretty solid when it comes to bowl games. So uh, it be it's going to be a lot of fun. Fantastic. A
0: lot of fun. Hey, Alan, you think
1: we can get a few bowl games on here? This is what you're saying, right? Oh, uh,
0: we're, we're gonna we're gonna get a lot of bowl oh, games. Oh, oh, so you're saying we may not play the Cowboys? We
1: actually get an opportunity to uh, play some bowl games. So, well, we got that. Unfortunately, I'm sure you have time. unfortunately, I have to give you this disclaimer again. We are the official station of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if there is a conflict of interest, the Dallas Cowboys will be played. Sorry. Uh, okay. How about them Cowboys? Anyway. Here we go. Here's some of the games. Phone
0: lines open 804-327-0888. This one in Conway, South Carolina, Georgia Southern against Ohio. Nine and three, Ohio against Georgia Southern. Six and six, very talented team despite their le- uh, record. At Myrtle Beach Bowl, Georgia Southern opens three and a half point favorite. I like this Ohio and Tim Albin, their head coach, nine wins. Field
1: old game. Give me Ohio and the hook three and a half. Is is Rourke still the quarterback at Ohio? They got like ten Roricks. They're like, um, who's that? There's a the brothers from Duke. There was like ten of them. Yeah, they all yeah. went pro. That's that's yeah, Plumlee. essentially Yeah, Plumlee, the Plumley yeah. brothers. Yeah, yeah.
0: Every time you turn around, there was another guy. Yeah, and, uh, that's how remember, the Roricks are. There's always another guy. You see that name and that number, you're like, didn't that yeah. guy graduate eight years ago? You're saying, no, he's still there. But yeah. anyway, it works out that way. Howard against Florida A and M in the. This is one a new one for me. The Cricket Celebration Bowl, 11-1 and Florida A&M against Howard. Give me the Florida A&M
1: squad to win this one. 11-1 all day, no line there yet. Yeah, showing some love to the uh, HBCUs. We will be having that game on as well. Um, I, I found that, and um, I'm gonna air it, but that should be good. Uh, Florida A&M is is a solid team.
0: HBCUs play incredible football, yeah. so you need to give them a lot of love and watch those games because they are super exciting and super talented. A lot of guys make it to the NFL you, you don't get to see every weekend, which is sad in itself because these are great players that are doing great things and they deserve. In the Cricket Bowl, Can you imagine, hey mom, we're we're going to Cricket Bowl.
1: It's in it's in bowl. it's in Atlanta, Georgia. So um, hey, I don't care what you call it. Sign me up. All love to the cricket <laughs> celebration bowl. Some people eat crickets, by the way, chocolate covered. Cr- I'm not one of them, but I, some people like it. I've heard of it. Um, I'm like first level country. I'll eat deer. Squirrel, rabbit, I don't eat um, crickets, and, and I don't do noodling. I don't do none of that stuff. Here's
0: inside. what we'll do. Let's get a bowl of chocolate-covered crickets. Let Alan give it a whirl and see how it works out there. That um, would so
1: have please. to be a sponsored segment for sure. Oh,
0: okay. So maybe we can get that sponsored. Jacksonville State taking on Louisiana. 8-4 Jacksonville State, Louisiana. Six and six at the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl Caesars Superdome. Jacksonville State three and a half. You like this game? The Raging Cajuns playing well. Jacksonville
1: State. I like them. Yeah, I I like Jacksonville State. I mean, they've got a lot of motivation. I don't think they were supposed to get a bowl game. I think they were along the lines with JMU, but they got in. So I, I expect them to come out and and shoot from the hip. This is a Rich, big game. Rich Rodriguez, by the way. Oh, Richie Rod. At. Yeah,
0: he could okay. be yeah, he's potentially back. moving on. Who knows? 3-30, this one on the FBC Mortgage Stadium Bowl. This in Orlando, Miami of Ohio, 11-2 and two with Red Hawks against Appalachian State, 8-5. and five. Don't go to sleep on App State. Uh, the line is App minus 6.5, even though they have a 6-5 and five record. I'm riding with
1: App State and the touchdown. I think they get it done. I am um, probably going to take my points with Miami of Ohio. They were they surprised me in a couple spots this year, and and I'm big big supporter of Maxion in bowl games. They take action. We yeah. love action. The
0: New Mexico State ten and four, they had some big wins and nearly beat Alabama, as you recall. Uh, Fresno State uh, eight and four. Your thoughts there? Uh, excuse me. They nearly beat Auburn. New Mexico State uh, three and a half points. I like them in
1: this spot. That's a scrappy game right there. I, I honestly have no clue. You could go either way, and I, I can make a case for both teams. That's going to be a good game.
0: The Fighting Chip Kelly seven and five at Boise State. Uh, this one at SoFi Stadium, Inglewood, California. UCLA out there and favored as a three and a half point installed as a three and a half point favorite over under forty nine and a half. I like Chip Kelly in this spot. Is Chip on his way out? He, he lost. A, he lost a five star recruit. It could be. Let me let me ask you this. And this and I'm going to go with UCLA here. I don't know what you think, but the thing about these games, and I'm going to caution everybody putting money down on these games is check the rosters because what's in is out, what's up is down. You may say, "Hey, I put my money on John Smith, the quarterback and blah blah blah. He's not even playing." So make sure before you melt down and and, and lose uh, control and say, "What did I do?" Folks, a lot of these quarterbacks and key players are saying, nah, I'm not going to play because we saw what happened to the kid from Michigan. What the tight end's name was? Jake uh, Butt. Jake Butt. Cautionary tale. He played in a game, a bowl game, and got hurt. And I don't think we've ever heard from him again as far as his NFL career uh, because it got derailed in a bowl game. So many of these people are saying, hey, mm, I'm not sure I'm going to play because I don't want to get injured. Case in point, Bo Nicks. I understand he's going to play against Liberty in their bowl game, which was shocking to me. Heisman candidate, a guy that has a future in the NFL. Do you agree with Bo Nix? Many people want to see it through. Many people like North Carolina's uh, Drake May say, no, I'm not playing against West Virginia. That line, West Virginia, five and a half. I think they beat the doors off North Carolina because there's no Drake May. Your thoughts on the players opting out?
1: so opting out if you're a projected first to second round pick i think is good if playing does not help your draft stock don't do it like i mean i think everybody should be on board with that i mean we're talking millions of dollars It's is really not a hard decision if you ask me so I'm i'm not mad at anybody everybody knows i love the green
0: wave i love their logo i love everything about them they just lost their coach to houston so that's one thing there they're a super talented deal I don't know what's going on with this Tulane line against Virginia Tech. The Hokies, hokey, 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 high. The Hokies are eight-point favorites over Tulane. Yes, they lost their coach. Six and six, Virginia Tech, 11 and two, Tulane. And Tech's favored with a 500 record over Tulane. Tell me about the mass exodus of players from Tulane because something's amiss here. I know they lost their head coach, but eight points, talent to talent. Tulane on paper is far superior to Virginia Tech. In apologies to Hokies fans, but that's how I see it based on the talent on the field and what I've seen all year long on tape. Your
1: thoughts? Um, looking to see if Michael Pratt is going to play. Um, their quarterback. I'm not really seeing anything right now on Google, but he's he's a he's a talent, and I I'm surprised he's not in the transfer portal. He could go to a a power five for sure, um, and that would be my concern with the line, kind of indicating that he's not going to play. Because if he's playing, they're not. They're not going to get eight points. That's kind of weird. But Hokie fans are going to, like, fill that place up for sure. And it's going to be pretty much a home game for the Hokies. So I I can understand the motivation behind the the line there.
0: And the fighting Ralph Faulkner is the Notre Dame fighting Irish. Of course, that's his team. He won't watch the NFL. Very salty. He never came back to them several years ago. And so... Uh, He's put all his love into Notre Dame. Sam Hartman, and I heard these women the other day on this show talking about the handsomeness and the look of Sam Hartman, and they showed pictures of him with his hair blowing and uh, his well-coiffed hair and, of course, the amazing looks, and they talked about him off the field as a handsome young man, which he is, versus his on-field play, and he's not going to play in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. By the way, that Sun Bowl is great. Anyway, uh, I digress. Uh, Against Oregon State, Sun Bowl in El Paso, no Sam Hartman. And Notre Dame still favored by a touchdown without Sam Hartman. Your thoughts on this one?
1: Yeah, I don't even, like, he should play. (laughs) He's one of the guys I was not referring to about needing to play to raise their draft stock. So, I don't know. Yeah. I think Notre Dame's lost a lot. They lost uh, the local guy, Tyree, too, yep. uh, the route receiver. So I would lay the points uh, with with uh, whoever they're playing against. I, I missed it. I'm sorry.
0: All right. There are some other key games. Missouri, number nine against Ohio State. The Ohio State, by the way, with no, of uh, course, quarterback for Ohio State. They got a new guy coming in, Mizzou, favored by two and a half. So we'll see how that works out there. Old Miss and Penn State. Penn State, Drew Aller still don't get the guy. I think this is a very pedestrian offense. James Franklin wins 10 games again, but loses the two big ones he needed to win. Old Miss and Lane Kiffin. The line is Penn State minus three and a half. Give me the fighting Lane Kiffins in this one. Old Miss defeats Penn State. Your thoughts? Yeah, all they need is what, 17 points and they yeah. can win?
1: Yeah. That should exactly. be enough.
0: Maryland hosting Auburn, Auburn favored by two and a half. Auburn, very little quarterback play. Uh, Mike Loxley's team looked great early and then faded down the stretch, seven and five are the Terps. They're in the TransPerfect, TransPerfect, Music City Bowl. What's TransPerfect? Could you let me know about that one? Uh, anyway, it's a new San Stadium in Nashville, Auburn favored by two and a half. Give me Auburn in this one.
1: Transperfect is a language and technology solution-oriented uh, business. So, okay, there we go. Um, and yikes! How are you? How are you, a dog to Auburn, man? <laughs> Come on! All
0: right, here's the deal. Georgia installed as a 14-point favorite over Florida State. Now, here's the deal on this game. If Georgia, as expected, beats the doors off of Florida State, if it's close, if it's a three-point game, or Florida State upsets that. The nation is going to go crazy saying, look, see, they beat the best team in the nation all year long and they should have been there. They should not. But here's the deal. Cautionary tale for Florida State fans. If Georgia beats the doors off them, 28 to six or something like that, people are going to say, see, they didn't deserve to be in that final four anyway because they couldn't have competed at that level. So very interesting with a second or third string quarterback, how they're going to hold up against Kirby Smart, very salty Kirby Smart, and the Georgia Bulldogs on the outside looking in at the college football playoffs. I don't think this one's close. I think Georgia absolutely uh, takes them to the woodshed. Your thoughts?
1: Yeah, neither team wants to be here. I don't care anymore, and neither do the players or the coaches. But, hey, hopefully Florida State covers, or hopefully they win. But um, that doesn't prove anything because Georgia's not in it either. So <laughs> here's the
0: deal, folks: the Liberty Flames, Jamie Chadwell, my friend, of course, uh, who I'm rooting for, 13 and 0 against Oregon and Bo Nix. Their install is a 17 and a half point underdog for an undefeated team at number 23 taking on number eight. Yes, the difference in the athletes is incredible. There's going to be a lot of difference all over the board, but this Liberty group, I think they hang in there. I don't know how because Oregon speed is unlike very few teams out there. But Liberty scores a lot of points here and they keep it semi close. I don't know if they can get the win, but they're going to be in this game. I'm riding with the Flames in the 17 and a half. Tell me, is that the right way to go? That's how I feel. Let's go, Flames.
1: Yeah, what's what's the mascot
0: for the Flame? Is it like a. Oh, God. Don't ask me. I I think they know they're the – what's the on the helmet they've got? It should be something angelic. (laughs) Look that up for me. Let me know what we got. I I can see it. I just can't remember. Anyway, the Flames. I'm going with the Flames, and uh, there we go there. So that's a look at some of the games that we're going to be discussing in the coming days. Folks, uh, Hanukkah underway, Christmas right around the corner. Uh, It's a great season, Alan. I'm very happy, and, of course, we've got so much to be excited about Uh, Of course, a whole lot of things we're doing, and uh, it's an eagle. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, Jamal, that's your guy too, Jamal? Yeah,
1: that's my guy. Sometimes
0: he's a Clemson fan, so Uh, not all the time. We won't hold it against him. Meanwhile, Dabo Swinney, by the way, got very salty when he got that phone call from that young guy. He said, I'm not going to let that young kid tell me what I haven't done and what we haven't done, and we're this and we're that, and You know what? Uh, He was very upset about that, and uh, Dabo had to defend himself for the first time in a long time, and he didn't like to do that. So that's the thing about anything, the NFL, college football, any sport you're in, they love you until you lose, and then you're a bum. I want winners. Yeah, (laughs) It's that simple, man. That's my guy right there. And he wants winners. Everybody wants winners. And, you know, that's a situation where you have to say to yourself, you know, as long as we're winning, it's great. But the minute you start losing, you know all the slings and arrows come. It's the teams that can overcome that, and uh, have guys like uh, Tommy DeVito that can take you to those upper levels. And uh, if you look at what Tommy did, Tommy Coldcuts, the toast of New York, he and his agent now, uh, this thing is just going off the rails with excitement. So the G men are now back in vogue with Brian Dable. We'll see how it's done. Dalton Collins, Clemson and Jags. He's living a rough football life this year. Very good, Dalton. He is, and uh, we need to know exactly who your team is. We'll give you a shout-out here on the Sports King Show. We cannot wait for the holidays are upon us. We're going to take a break, come back, close out, leading out to Big Al's sports phone coming up uh, in just a bit, and we've got some other big news for you right around the corner. Come on back and join us. Hi, this is Mark Mose with NFL. Man who is cooler than the other side of the pillow. It's the Sports King on 1061 ESPN. Whoa. back i tried to throw up some signs but i don't know how to do that because i don't know how to do that but it sounded good as alan brings me into the
1: current day with the music who was that by the way that was the intro for nwo red and black oh, okay there you go it's, it's wrestling wednesday so everything's a intro we had hogan we had bret hart and then of course the wolf pack beautiful My man behind the keyboard. My man. Anyway,
0: some breaking news to speak of. This for everybody listening in the DMV, fans of the Washington Wizards and the Washington Capitals. Today, the Washington Wizards and Washington Capitals owner, Ted Leonsis, the CEO of Monumental Sports and Entertainment, is making the announcement preparing to move the NBA Wizards and the NHL capitals to a new district uh, in northern virginia the entertainment district in northern virginia uh this according to espn of course the plan expected to unveil at a news conference today with virginia governor glenn yonkin uh actually this morning is for the two teams to move to a massive new complex in alexandria's potomac yard neighborhood virginia state lawmakers voted monday to approve the project which would be an eight hundred thousand square foot campus uh in alexandria That should help traffic in there immensely. And this is going to happen. So the Caps and the Wizards are on the move out of D.C. Meanwhile, as soon as this happened, Washington, D.C. Mayor Muriel Browser announced a new bill offering monumental sports $500 million in financing for a complete renovation and modernization of Capital One Arena. Sorry, Mayor, that ship has sailed. The Caps and Wizards are coming to Virginia. So for those of you in the DMV, Virginia now takes uh, center stage and gets the opportunity to have both of those teams. Leonis has said Capital One and the least will end in 2027. So right around the corner, it will be the Caps and Wizards in Virginia. Alan, quickly, your
1: thoughts. Yeah, I think it's telling that they didn't want to bring the Commanders. That's my thoughts.
0: Oh, this guy's got to just get that last dig in. Thanks, Alan. Appreciate that one. Anyway, last night, other news Draymond Green ejected for the third time. He had a spinning backhand against Yusef Nurchich, in the Warriors lost last night. This is his third such ejection. Expect him to be out for a considerable amount of time. He's really losing control on the court. He needs to be on there. A big part of that Warriors lineup. But. You can't help the team if you're getting ejected all the time. He has to be calmer and under more control. Draymond Green gets tossed last night. And uh, so that's the situation there. And we're looking right now, this weekend has a ton of implications for the playoff picture in the NFL. We'll cover a lot of this tomorrow. But it's been a great day on this Wednesday. We hope you're having a great day so far, whether you're having your first cup of coffee, driving to work, or home today. Enjoy yourself uh, as we head towards the Christmas holiday. Don't look now. Big Al, sports phone, has a lot of gifts under his tree for you coming up. We cannot wait. We've got major announcements coming your way, and we appreciate all of you participating this morning. in the comments, greatly appreciated. That is going to wrap it up for the Wednesday edition of Sports King. And don't forget to watch us over and over online and other spots and the podcast. It's the Sports King with Alan Sandich the Sandman. We'll be back tomorrow, Thursday. Have a great Wednesday. We'll see you then. Take care. 618.